it's time for you to be a part of the show. Email or call with questions for Dr. Mike now. Email Smith at RadioMD.com or call 877-711-5211. What are you waiting for? The doctor is in. My first question comes from our friend, Bart Taylor. He sends me lots of questions. And Bart is the physician assistant. Uh, I think he's been working as a PA for about 20 years. And I, I, if I remember right, Bart, you work in a very maybe conventional, you know, type place where they, maybe they don't talk a lot about nutrition and stuff like that. And so um, Bart is just trying to educate himself. This is, this is the type of practitioner you want, by the way. You want somebody who's always open to learning the truth, somebody who's always searching that out not stuck in just one way, right? So this is I, that's awesome, Bart. So his question is, I've been looking at fulvic acid lately. It looks like it's sometimes paired with shilajit and sometimes used in mineral supplements. However, some people are apparently against it. What are your thoughts on fulvic acid? All right, just so, uh, Bart, uh, my listeners can um, participate in, in, in the answer to this question. Let me just back up a little bit and explain fulvic acid as best I can. It's not simple, but fulvic acid is found naturally in soil. Uh, it is made, we think, by what are called soil-based bacteria or soil-based uh, organisms. So uh, there are food sources for bacteria in the soil, and when they use the food sources to make energy, they make fulvic acid as a side product that gets dumped into the soil, and we can collect it. Um, why would we want to do that? Why would somebody want to take fulvic acid? Well, it has a lot of benefits we've learned in the human body. Fulvic acid uh, is, and, and by the way, it's hard to classify it, um, but it ultimately is a, it's an organic electrolyte, uh, and it helps to balance um, energy uh, and energy reactions in in animals and even microorganisms, uh, and it can be used to uh, increase ATP production. Um, it really is kind of seen as a vitality type nutrient. Uh, there was even um, a story I had read a few years ago, Bart, that. I don't remember which group, but some native group from some land, I don't remember where, but uh, they would actually, um, fulvic, fulvic acid naturally collects on peat moss, and they would, they would eat the peat moss before they went to war, and it gave them energy, it made them feel good, and they went, yeah, and, and we now know it's the fulvic acid, it's not the peat moss, it's the fulvic, fulvic acid that was within the peat moss that gave them more ATP, and yeah, they were ready to fight. So um, it has an interesting history. Uh, so that's fulvic acid, soil-based compound. It's kind of like an electrolyte, and it helps the mitochondria in your body make more ATP. Um, and, and even, even a, a little, another little side note, uh, there's a, I, I think most of my listeners are familiar with CoQ10, ubiquinol CoQ10. Um, awesome. Every, that's, I consider that a foundational product. When you take... CoQ10 with fulvic acid, you seem to deliver more of that CoQ10 to the mitochondria where you want it, and you get even more ATP production. So companies like Life Extension have combined uh, CoQ10 with uh, sources of fulvic acid, and the one we use is Shilajit. So um, 
so fulvic acid in most cases, Bart, in supplements will will have shilajit because that's where we're sourcing it from. So we have a CoQ10 shilajit product that provides fulvic acid, and it just it gets the CoQ10 in the mitochondria. And we make more energy. So what are my thoughts on it? Um, I think it's good. I, I I hear you say some people are apparently against it. Um, I, I I'd have to I'd have to investigate what what they're saying, why they're saying that, but there's no indication. Uh, that fulvic acid um, is dangerous. Um, uh, you know, of course, everything is based on dose. You know, right? So there's, uh, um, you know, we I think we're around maybe 10, 20 milligrams of fulvic acid combined with the CoQ10, uh, and that seems to be perfectly safe. It gives you more energy, delivers the CoQ10 to the mitochondria, so that's going to enhance the CoQ10, uh, the ATP production even more. I like it. I mean, when, you know, from a longevity perspective, Bart, when you look at one of the leading theories of aging is mitochondrial decay, loss of energy production, you know. Uh, and so anything we can do as we get older to support mitochondrial health, ATP production, those are all good things. So CoQ10, D-ribose, carnitine, AMPK activators uh, like metformin, which is a prescription drug, Fulvic acid, all these things are wonderful because they help your cells to make more energy. And when a cell has more energy, it functions better. It can keep keep itself clean. It can do its job. I like it. I don't know what else to say. It's a good product. Okay. Next question. What are some of the longevity strategies that actually have a chance at working? And then this person, um, the way they typed the email, they did the three dots, dot, 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 in a practical sense. So basically uh, what I'm being asked here is, you know, there's a lot of interesting longevity research going on on worms and fruit flies and whatever. Come on, is what's really out there? What's, what's the longevity science and research really um, concluding, uh, what, what's it really showing that we can um, apply in our daily lives right now to help us live longer? Well, there, I think um, personally, I mean, this I you could do a whole seminar answering this question, well, you know, but I think there's three longevity strategies that have the 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 most potential for really impacting uh, human longevity. Now, and, and and these aren't necessarily practical right now, but I think they will be pretty soon. One is stem cell therapy. I mean, at the end of the day, if you can replace old decaying cells with a new lineup of younger cells ready to, to be a new heart, in a sense, a new brain, a, a new joint, a, you know, a new liver, I mean, that's, you know, stem cells have, these, has, have the potential of turning into any type of, specialized cell you need so you know you, you stem cell therapy could literally replace damaged liver cells damaged brain cells damaged heart cells so stem cell therapy is by far in my opinion the most promising longevity strategy at this point and i do think it will be practical soon not quite there yet but i do i do think that we'll, we'll have well, in the near future you'll see some some very successful studies using stem cell therapy so that's number one number two um, there are a lot of researchers uh, that are looking at what is known as intracellular cleanup mechanism. So as a cell gets really old, the, the inside of the cell, intracellular, um, gets real just gunked up. 
you know, with leftover metabolites and just debris from old parts, you know, and when that, when all that gunk builds up, it's just kind of like a messy room. You can't get around. The cell gets sluggish. It gets kind of fat. And matter of fact, fat can actually build up in the cell. You get little fatty droplets and stuff. Uh, so there's a lot of researchers who are looking at not just doing stem cell therapy, but actually helping the the cells right now clean that stuff up so they can function better. Um, I think there's a real practical way to do that right now, and that's with um, uh, certain extracts or a prescription drug called metformin that can activate an enzyme called AMPK. I've talked about that on the show. AMPK is an enzyme that helps to clean up cells. So there's research looking at intracellular cleanup that I think will be very practical uh, in the near future, and even maybe so right now. And then, and then the last one is uh, mitochondrial therapies. Uh, again, one of the leading theories of aging, loss of energy production, loss of mitochondria, mitochondria decay. You can, you'll, you'll see it in the literature written in different ways. Uh, so a lot of researchers, a lot of longevity researchers looking at ways to improve mitochondrial health. Remember, those are the powerhouses of the cell. That's where the ATP is made in, in the cell. So the more mitochondria you have, the more youthful mitochondria you have, the, the more energetic mitochondria you have, the more ATP you make, the more energy you have, the better the cell functions. And so lots of uh, researchers are looking at ways to make the mitochondria healthier. So that's stem cells intracellular cleanup and mitochondrial therapies those three i think are the the near future practical longevity strategies this is healthy talk on radio md i'm dr mike stay well